Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. You know, people are finally talking about movies. <laughs> finally. We're here to <laughs> we're, talk about movies. We needed someone and a couple people stood up. We're here for it. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast and uh, yeah, we're on a roll. I've been thinking about our last movie that we did, Barbarian. Yeah. I'm still thinking about this Hard movie. not to think about that movie. Keeps right? you up at night. <laughs> This movie was, it was messed so up. good, so unsettling, so like... So I've unexpected. Just, yeah, I've just been thinking about this movie, and so I've been on like... The only thing I can think of at the end of this is like, Barbarians. Uh, I want more. I got Barbarian on the brain, I got right? Barbarian fever right now. I think it's safe to say. And so, of course, we were going to immediately queue up the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved Barbarian. I loved Alien. Alien sure. is oh. the kind of movie... I just want more. I want more alien. I want aliens. Put an S on the end of that bad boy. I want boy. aliens. So once I saw that they'd already put out the barbarians. Yeah. I'm in. They did it like in 1987 too. They killed it's one it. of those like Manhunter kind of things. It's just a deeply the canonical, yeah. unacknowledged original I feel like sequel. I, I only want to watch barbarian movies for the rest of my life. This could be a thing that I just continue to do. It's so good. And not look back because the barbarians twice twice your pleasure, <laughs> twice your fun. <laughs> yeah, they doubled up on the barbarians. They gave us two for one here. Alien man, that <laughs> alien got its way around that ship, right? Aliens those things were popping up everywhere. There's all, there's all kinds. <laughs> there's all kinds of these aliens, right? More than so one. you get like barbarian. You got a barbarian. Yeah. The barbarians. We're filled with it. We're <laughs> doubling down, right? I love it. 1987, great year for the oh, barbarians. Man. Yeah. This movie starts. The vibes start in this movie. Oh, yeah. One of the great all-time canon i feel like people are, I, feel, I feel like people are like are they really talking about the barbarians right now the barbarians yeah. 1987's the barbarians I know. the sequel and i interrupted you but you were just about to talk about the canon the canon logo drop yeah it's always a fun sign seeing just canon right oh. the great interlocked c's you know C's you're in for a ride yeah that's the seal of a but this of one approval. wasn't a this one was so good it was one of those longer video cuts where the pieces were flying together and then dispersing mm-hmm. on all these great foils and blues like oh yeah the, this is such a great logo the colors movie. in this movie were fantastic let me tell you this verged on giallo territory for me the barbarians is a pretty great looking movie i had a lot of fun with this movie <laughs> this is so you know barbarian the big thing is like don't go in knowing anything <laughs> right don't go in knowing a thing and so you're watching this really weirdly, uh, you don't know if it's hostile, this girl's in a bad area, she's with a weirdo, she's kind of falling for this weirdo who clearly looks like a murderer. Yeah. And then just like all these red flags that you're not expecting a twist to be like like a chud situation. Nobody's expecting an inbred mutant mm-hmm. cannibal in the basement. You never expect it. 
You're all, I'm still surprised by it, and it's the thing I've been thinking about, right? And so you go into this one, and it's like, you know, you go in, don't know anything about the barbarians. Right. Oh, right? you're already like, you where could know. they go from here? And it starts out as this kind of crazy, like, Mad Max <laughs> movie. It starts off like medieval road war. This thing is fully medieval. This is a fully medieval barbarian yeah. tale. This is like a prequel. That moment in Barbarian where I thought it had gone uh, like an apocalyptic flash forward before I knew of the Brightmore <laughs> neighborhood. Right. Uh, this is like Barbarians in medieval times, fully out in the countryside, an Italian production. We went from Bulgaria oh, yeah. to Italy. This is fully Italian. Full. You we got can... some dubs. We got some... Pino Dinaggio doing the music. That jumping Pino Dinaggio oh. adventure theme that starts us off right he after. He can do no wrong. This guy showed. It's ridiculous. I love his scores, and I love also that he's a working composer. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, he will do some of the, he's done some of the best horror scores ever. It's all, Yeah, he's he uh, surprises me when he pops up in some of the lower budget <laughs> stuff we watch. It's yeah, like, right? oh. Lower first, budget first you got Canon, then you got Pino Dinaggio. It's like, sit back, relax. You're in good hands. <laughs> you're, in, you're in on this. Yeah. You know, I love, uh, what, the Black Christmas score hmm. and uh, Tourist Trap. I always think of Tourist Trap, yeah, Boom. with him. Tourist Trap is such a perfect score. And when you find out Pino Dinaggio's score in The Barbarians, yeah. like you said, sit back on that carriage. Same, about the same time he's probably doing the Puppet Master movies and stuff, right? What a career. Yeah. Love that no. guy. We've Always work. We've been seeing that guy's name show up a lot over yeah. the last three years. We are not seeking out the Pinot Dinaggio. No. Dinaggio finds, so it's come to this. But he's a mainstay. We are just getting hit with all these insane combos to start. We get the great Canon logo, jumping into the Pinot Dinaggio theme, jumping into the huge The Barbarian Brothers credit blast. Yeah. They don't even get their own names in this movie. They are. <laughs> So, do you, I don't know who these two dudes are, but (laughs) uh, guys, if you're familiar with the Barbarian Brothers, you're already having a laugh. I think I knew that there was like this knockoff Schwarzenegger twins that tried to do their own thing. Like, you've kind of heard about it. (laughs) Right, you heard that it was a thing, or you assumed that it was probably a thing. Yeah, like, maybe they got a mention in the canon, you know, documentary, you know, back then. Of course. A few years ago. Yeah. But to see the, the Barbarian Barb- Brothers, Michael Dudikoff. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> In the same sentence as like Chuck Norris. They got guys like Chuck Norris, the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It sounds great. But <laughs> when you see it, when, before you know these guys, when you just hear the Barbarian Brothers, that just looks like the name of the movie. <laughs> it kind of did. It threw it me for a this second. Huge big so block. Hold on now. The Barbarian Brothers. Like <laughs> it's weird that that's not the name of the movie. But it's like, did they? So they made a barbarian movie around the Barbarian Brothers. This like, was the like, brothers came first, like a movie poster, I and they to, built the movie around that. So I have tried to intentionally do as little research as possible into the Barbarian Brothers themselves. Because the thing that keeps confusing me is, as far as I can tell, these two jacked twin dudes. Insanely jacked. Just jacked dudes that look like square-jawed Arnold types. Yeah. Never did pro wrestling. Mm. And it makes no sense. I don't know what the hitch is. 
that these guys were in movies, but somehow after their movie career didn't exactly uh, take off, take flight, why they never transitioned to any kind of American indies or Japanese indies. These are twins yeah. that are jacked. I don't know. You know, I don't know if you saw them move in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> These guys had a hard time walking. Brother, <laughs> the depths These of guys pro wrestling that you don't jacked. know. <laughs> if you got a body, I know, <laughs> and if you got a jaw, and if you had a head of hair like the Barbarian Brothers, somebody somewhere will try and yeah. teach you enough pro wrestling to get by. There's been some huge pro wrestling superstars that were recruited as bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. John Cena came from sure. bodybuilding. You know, Absolutely. the ultimate warrior, Sting. Someone named recru- Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, he, he was a high school <laughs> football star. but uh, Oh, I didn't see the young The Rock, Rock is more jacked now than he ever was in yeah. wrestling, which is insane. He's approaching barbarian brother level. Yes. These he, dudes were fully roided, I have to assume. But so the only thing that I can come up with why these two weren't bigger stars and never crossed over in anything else, this movie has to be a smoke and mirrors setup. Because those guys have to be like five foot four. <laughs> if they were six Maybe. two, they would have been they would have shown up on several Japanese wrestling promotions around this exact same time. Yeah. There's no if these guys had any height at all, but they don't look short and stumpy. Mm. So I don't know. I want to keep this mystery of okay. the Barbarian Brothers secret. I didn't look up their height. I do know that David and Peter Paul, the mm-hmm. Barbarian Brothers, were born in Connecticut. Mm. So I think these are guys from some money. Oh, this is like a Barbarian's Vanity and project. Yeah, they basically were like, we're going straight to the movies, like Arnold. They had yeah. to have been recruited. I think this is just know. a lucky... I don't think they'd be financing this movie. This has If no. it's a canon film, well, that's canon being like... Yeah. We're gonna have twin bodybuilder Arnold's as our I could franchise. See, I don't know. I don't know the origin story here. Yeah, I guess maybe me not uh, doing research we should have is done kind of research. kicking me in the pants right now. But this is the only Barbarian Brothers movie <laughs> I've seen. Yeah, oh. and it's a movie where they're kind of the twist, whereas the Chuds are the twist in Barbarian. <laughs> this movie is kind of like a kick-ass road warrior, medieval road warrior, until it becomes like a bodybuilding medieval comedy. <laughs> Midway through. Yeah, like the like the canon movies like to do, this movie goes real hard for a while with some scary violence, some women being used in wrong ways. And then as soon as we get introduced to the Barbarian Brothers, it's Chris Farley if, <laughs> if there were two of him. Such a turn. It's literally like if Tommy Boy had a twin brother and they had to go on the road to save the factory, aka the tribe of of right, you know, the uh, minstrels the that they grew up with. So this movie starts with I think a great story. This seems like a cool story with our little narration that that says there's a oh, group man. of traveling circus performers already into that. Yeah, I love gypsy circus performers. The idea of <laughs> sure. it set in medieval times. And they're the only group allowed to cross all lands. The only group permitted to cross all territories because they're entertainers. Because they got a secret ruby, too. Yes, they do have a magic ruby. There's a lot of narration to set up these guys' story for them to disappear for the whole movie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of talk up front about how no one can touch them because they're, you know, invincible because they got this ruby. 
and then they are immediately attacked. They are jumped <laughs> from five minutes in. Not just Not by be- some idiots, but by like, the main dude, the main bad king in the movie. He's like, nah, we're going after these guys. The only thing I knew about this movie was that it had twin buff boy leads. <laughs> couple of beefcakes. Couple of beefcakes. <laughs> couple of hunks. Couple of slabs, right? Just a oh, couple yeah. of carved pieces of beef <laughs> as the leads, right? A little was, bit of a crop. Yeah. <laughs> if one's one's company, two is a crop. And Richard Lynch. Yeah. I don't know if they're. If we were to do a So It's Come to This, like about Rushmore. I think I would lobby pretty heavily for Richard Lynch to be one of the four. I think, yeah, if you go through our episodes, he's appeared on at least a half a dozen at this point. Yeah, and he is almost always the reason when we're like, so why'd you seek this one out? It's like, well, I saw Richard Lynch played like a crazy dude that probably had burns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, done. He is the leader of a pretty mutated band of road warriors in this one. It's Richard Lynch is this guy who is kind of you know handsome in a lot of ways i always talk about how handsome he is in a lot of ways and also kind of a freak (laughs) and so it's like this kind of suave sweatback hunky looking guy who also is frequently cast with michael berryman oh yeah like he's he's cast with weird looking guys and he also plays the the guy who kidnaps one of the charlie's angels and takes her on her yacht you know like he gets both of these roles throughout this by 87 he was definitely getting more like freaks a lot of horror stuff, a lot of fantasy, a lot of sci-fi. Yeah. He's the evil... Uh, He's Kadar. 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 Man, there are like four names in this movie. Kadar, Kara, <laughs> Canary. Canary is Come a... Come on, guys. Yeah, Canary is a tough here, one. But yeah, as Kadar. Gore. And the other one's really Polish. One's, <laughs> one of the twins is named Gore. And the other's like Kuchek, Kuchowski, and Gore. They could have just been Paul and David. Who cares? Right? Who's in charge of naming all these people? And uh, and others, they're just, what? Oh, we do get a great credits of Michael Berryman as Dirt Master. Dirt Master's pretty good. It's a good one. This is a good Berryman. But yeah, Richard Lynch with the the hairpiece they give him in this one. (laughs) It's the Wrath of Khan. This is a top tier Lynch. Yeah. He gets to do all the fun stuff. He's riding the horses. He's giving the death stares. Yeah. He's playing wild with the He's sword. He's those lips. He always yeah. does weird things with his lips. <laughs> he gets to have his hand uh, chewed off by one of the young <laughs> yeah. version of the Barbarian Brothers. And then he's holding his bloody stump while he's like, you'll do anything? <laughs> do this weird, sweaty, sexual performance a- with a stumped hand. Richard Lynch Pretty will always kind of grossly bargain for sex <laughs> in good. roles. That, that is a position I've seen Richard Lynch in. Most of his acting movies. yeah is is yeah the the guy realizing he might have a chance at sex. Yeah. And that look of like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much real, his thing. real sly in a lot the of these, market right? on that one. And I do love the one two credits bunch of like the Barbarian Brothers. Richard Lynch. Richard Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ruggiero Diodato, who's a he did Cannibal Holocaust and disgusting movies like House on the Edge of the Park. Mm. Uh, he worked he worked with Richard Lynch in the eighties. There's this other one called Cut and Run. Oh yeah, really really cool, like a kind of a cheap Italian apocalypse now. And Richard Lynch is the Colonel Kurtz. Mm. 
Okay. So, pretty cool. Yeah, already sold, right? Yeah. Cut and Run's going to be next week. <laughs> um, and then Michael Berryman is the Dirt Master. So already I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to be into this. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to be into this. What I was not expecting was how into the immediate story we were presented I got. We start with a horse and buggy chase mm. quick. We go straight into this group, that this gypsy band that cannot be touched. Yeah. Immediately, Richard Lynch's gang it's is on the mountainside. Pretty straight up Mad Max with horses. Yeah, they go with the full trying to overtake the off caravan. The circus performers are using their circus tree to <laughs> knock men off horses. There's a flame flame blowing guy. Flame guy. Uh, the knife juggler's thrower. throwing his like bowling pins to knock people yeah. off here. People are dying. People are dying quick. <laughs> and yeah, Richard Lynch is all, they're all just mutants. Oh man, I love the effects on these guys. It's like, they look like pre-orcs, you know, mm-hmm. like from Lord of the Rings. One guy's got flesh all covered his eyes. Oh and- yeah, dripping. The gross thing, where a strand of flesh from a previously melted burn injury <laughs> connects like a stalactite from your, your yep. bottom eye to your top of the eye. He's just got melted over skin formed in front of his eye. Pretty looks great. looks gross. Pretty there's great. A, there's a pretty disgusting like face smashing effect early on. Mm. One of the bar, one of the uh, rogue bandits swings a club at some at one of the circus performers. And they the club comes away and they have like a dented in head <laughs> like, "Oh! Wasn't expecting a caved in eye in yeah. this movie." The guy who gets the spear in the back, they really punch that one in Oof. the close up. <laughs> yeah. That got me a little, "Ooh, Jesus." <laughs> I'd, I would not want to be speared by a guy on a horse. Yeah. There's some horse stunts, horse yeah. horse tumbles, you know, pretty crazy stuff. Not quite road warrior level, but that when you're watching one of those, we've talked about this a lot, the certain era of 80s action movies where it's like, boy, they don't care who they hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. When you told me the Cannibal Holocaust guy directed this i was like we're gonna see actual horse death yeah on, these, on camera. these animals are Fuck. not safe <laughs> we're in for it now anybody this can go anytime right now yeah but you know a road warrior type of movie where you have this band of circus entertainers traveling this vast medieval land you know that's the movie that's the mm. flick right there mm-hmm. and i was already like all right, I'd forgotten all about the Barbarian Brothers. Oh yeah, I was I was into because we don't get Smooth. buff boys right from the beginning. This movie smartly eases you into the Barbarian Brothers. Boy, that's a it gets a, you hooked before you have to deal with Dave and Paul doing their thing. It's a icy splash of water when those <laughs> barbarians speak. Forty minutes into this movie. <laughs> That's a that's a slap to the face all of a sudden. <laughs> it's a it's a little out of context of the uh, of the medieval. That's when we get our. That's our twist yeah. right there. That's the secret door in yeah. the basement. Is this is a very classic Conan story? I'm not sure where Conan the Barbarian falls within this universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Crom fits in with these people or where the Beastmaster plays oh, yeah. in. I don't know all these. The relations to the sword and sorcerers but it's all pretty traditional like uh one of the twins bites off richard lynch's fingers <laughs> just yeah. two of them just the yeah, two just his, his two middles the two good ones and <laughs> 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 once for like a perv no like richard solos. lynch right yeah, yeah no more picking <laughs> and we get to see a lot of crazy king richard lynch his harem oh that harem mm-hmm. the uh throne held up by a bunch of slaves dude 
Whoa. That's cool. That was next level. I was like, okay, they're doing something here. Richard Lynch's throne. He's he's in a throne that's on a big pedestal, and as the camera pulls back, there's like 20 men holding up the pedestal that holds his throne. He has walking around space yeah. up oh, there. It's a... It's, it's roomy. a big platform yeah. that he can get up and uh, leave the throne and pontificate a bit. It's so easy to forget that there's dudes holding him up <laughs> this whole yeah. time while he's doing this. And so, a big, big strength of the barbarians. A lot of babes. A lot of total babes in the movie. The Ragnicks, filled with babes. Yeah. This is higher-end ladies than you usually see in a traveling <laughs> band of circus gypsies. Mm. Nothing, nothing but babes. And uh, I don't know who the who Canary was, who and or the loose explanation of how the Barbarian Brothers existed. She's like, I just found them somewhere. Right? Is that legit? The Barbarian, yeah, they're just part of the group because they were found. Yeah, they're orphans. They got branded as circus performers. But yeah, Virginia Bryant as uh, Canary. Hello. She in? How are you? She looks great. (laughs) She moved great. She sounded great. She looked great in all the medieval stuff she got put in. She has nine credits. Damn. Most of them in Italian. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of Italians in this movie. She was we, in Demons 2. Yeah. Demons 2. As the worst sounding credit in Demons <laughs> 2 I'm now seeing. It's like ravaged prostitute. Like It's like two years later. Yeah. <laughs> what? Canary sounds better. What happened? And when she immediately agrees, after being trapped by these rogue bandits, to as long as... Those two boys are saved. She'll be Richard Lynch's slave. Mm-hmm. We've seen movies, you know, now like The Northman. We've seen a lot of movies where groups of people are immediately just sold into slavery. It's getting a lot of vibes from That's that. That's now yeah. becoming my biggest fear. <laughs> oh, this is some nightmare stuff in the beginning. When Yeah, when they go into Richard Lynch's, like, compound. Yeah. And there's a thousand dudes, a thousand barbarian dudes in there. And he just goes, the women are yours. It's like... Oh, kill me it's now. The worst news you could give these ladies, right? <laughs> the worst, like, you would not believe the day I'm having. And then he's like, the women are yours. Like, Just, well, that got worse. Seems like a real shitty way to go. What a drag. Like I said, during the Northman episode, any time before the 1950s just sounds rotten. <laughs> I don't think I could hack it. When we're going back this far to the real times of the swords and the sorcerers, nope, couldn't do it. Every oh, what a grungy looking bagger, what a horde! It just look, what a what a bunch of slimes. It's like where are they getting all their bread and alcohol? And like we're, we're, there's several scenes in this where it's just like nine thousand people plastered out of their mind, yeah. drinking out of ceramic jugs. It's like man. I mean, they never say that the stuff's seems rough. Good. Nobody's ever like this. <laughs> no, they're meat blind. Is great. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're, they're just blind. they're. They are living lives of sin. And then there's a great scene of them just passing all these stoned out, just like, this whole castle is an opium den. These are, this is not like a functioning society. These are the freaks. This is a real, like, I don't know, some people have to have jobs in this. There's only so many people that they can steal from. Somebody has to have some personal responsibility somewhere in there. There's too many people to not be a sustainable community. The only jobs that I can tell are like prostitution. That scene. And whoever's making the drugs is yeah. doing great. But yeah, like you said, somebody's got to be baking the bread. <laughs> somebody's got to be cleaning the latrines. They do have a cool harem mother. 
the like poison ivy looking yes. woman with the green paint who's Into clearly her. taking care of the other women. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I told you. Don't yeah. don't piss them off. Don't piss them off. <laughs> She's so, running the roost. I like that. The big oh good harem queen. Good yeah. harem in general. <laughs> Richard Lynch, I love the ongoing story of Richard Lynch becoming so obsessed with Canary that they eventually drop like, he hasn't touched the rest of his harem in years. Just a bunch of look at this guy. Living yeah. it up. Just a bunch of horned up ladies that you're just upset. I love the Shakespearean aspect. I know I did like that aspect, yeah, of our our villain is actually so in love with his captive yeah. canary that he uh yeah he kind of goes insane yeah she's got a little it. bit of that leftover magic she kind of drives him insane throughout the throughout mm-hmm. the movie and then he's finally at a point where he's had enough of her shit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know, we set up our whole uh eventual twist where he agrees to kind of this really wordy way of saying like well i'm not going to kill the boys by my hand or by my men's hand however so it sets in this, you know, he keeps them as slaves, right? Throws these twins yeah, as slaves they're in with the, the goal of making... That's where our Dirt Master comes in. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Dirt Master shines. Every, in the pit. We hear the words... Yelling at them like an animal. One word, Dirt Master. It was just one, <laughs> one solid block. No space. And they all talk about, like, I don't know if that's his name or title, because they send him to the Dirt Pits. So, sure... Dirt Master Pit, but everybody seems to. This is not a title I've heard before, right? In my my viewings and readings, so I didn't. But this is when Michael Berryman shows up and just makes screams and faces <laughs> he's for so good every at it. time he's on camera. He's got this like headband with a single horn coming out of it, <laughs> strapped across his bald Michael Berryman head, <laughs> looking good. You know him showing up looking. Exactly like Michael Berry. Pretty much no makeup on him though nope. in this movie. Usually he gets a little extra touch of something, but they, they went, gave Richard Lynch a couple like clean. extra facial scars. Yeah, Rich, right. Lynch has got a couple cheek cuts, and there's a lot of dudes with yeah weird prosthetics. They went, you know what, Mike, you're good. Yeah, get on <laughs> I out think there. You're good. Give him the horn. <laughs> just give him give the, the horn. There's so and, many different uh, movies with him just wearing like screech, like furry cloths. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's probably brings his own to these things. God. I like, you know what kind of genre movie you're getting when they either do their best to cover up Richard Lynch's scars. They're like, how can we enhance them to to add, to blend in with the rest of his face? Right. Or no, in this one, it's like, how can we make everyone else look more like him? Yeah. <laughs> we got to ugly right. up these other dudes. Like bad dreams. They're like, make him a sadistic cult leader who burns everyone. Like, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. How can we cast anyone else? And... So they are training these brothers to, to like eventually kill each other. Yeah, this then, is a cool little plot where they're gonna they're gonna kind of Pavlov dog these two guys into hating the the gold helmet and the black helmet. Yeah, they sep- put- they like separated the twins. Yeah, and for I don't know, I guess thirty years, <laughs> maybe twenty years. Well, they these guys go from being like ten year old boys to being. The Barbarian we, Brothers. We do a screen wash. It's got to be at least and 15 then years. the most buff set of cheeks you've ever seen strut onto screen. And it's like, oh, all right, we did a major flash forward. Yeah. These guys have been taking a But everyone else kind of looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one else ages whatsoever. <laughs> Canary's still got the same lip liner. <laughs> yeah. So fashion hasn't improved at all in the 15 <laughs> Richard years. Richard Lynch has the same Same haircut. hair. 
Though, yeah. So it's not like we're going from the 80s to the 90s here. Like, everyone is stuck in their time period. For some reason, I wasn't even thinking while watching it. But we do a 20-year flash forward for two of these dudes. And literally, it just looks like the next morning. They're in the same clothes. everyone else. They haven't changed their clothes. Every other person is like the next day. The sorceress uh, still has the same kind of Egyptian hairstyle. Yeah. Everyone's... <laughs> Straight like it's Tuesday. Yeah. These dudes have aged two decades. Yeah, it's true. And I lo- they've just been <laughs> spending 20 years, and their job seems to be just one of those, like, all right, your job is to carry that rock from over there. I'm like, we're taking this rock over here. Yeah. These guys are turning that cabbage into coleslaw. What are they doing with the rocks? Yeah. We never hear about the rocks. I'm assuming it's some kind of energy. Yeah. I don't, in uh, Thunderdome. You know, they work in, like, the shit mines. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the fuel for the society. Like, that's explained pretty well. The Dirt Master really feels like a guy, like a fake job they set up. Yeah. Like, it's like he's taken care of. He knows a guy who works down at the docks. You just push a pencil a bit, whatever. Right. It's really like, yeah, you just make the guys take the rocks back and forth, and you do a bunch of maniacal laughter while the guys whip them. Yeah. You know, that's they, it. yeah. The the, narr- the the narrator comes back for this, but he's all focused <laughs> on the whipping. We get the narrator takes a he huge gives us ten minutes of, of dialogue by like they beat the shit out of these kids. <laughs> yeah, for years they wanted these kids. To- yeah, so they have one of the twins getting beat by a guy in a gold mask. One of them getting beat by a guy in a black mask. And Richard Lynch's long con is to put each of the brothers in that mask and just let them go at each then other. Then they'll kill each other. Yeah. He has had this plan for years. This is what happens when you don't have television. You yeah. come up with these ridiculous plans, and they're going to take 20 years to enact, but yeah. we're here. This we're doesn't waiting. feel like the kind of society where people can take the the drawn-out nuance of a good plan. These people seem like a pretty impulse society. Yeah, right. So Richard Lynch having, like, no, 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 we're going to wait. We're going to wait. Little do you know he'd be going crazy in love with Canary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it, but. This guy, when you get a slave woman to agree to anything you want, how are you giving up this hand? Hmm. You you made the agreement. You can you can point to it right there. Anything I want. He is immediately like just giving in to I mean, she has a plush cage. Yeah. That she gets to live in she does live twenty-four in an actual hours cage. a day. Yeah. It's a much larger cage than a lot of the other people are kept in. In this movie. Most of the other harems just in hammocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of hammock line. Yeah. A lot of lazing about. I. How do the harem women have such such nice little bodies? It seems like all these people just laze about all day. I think you never see them. Well, that's that's what I want to know uh, about these brothers here. They're they're working in the pits. They're getting beat up. They couldn't be getting that it's much not, nourishment. It's not like they're eating. Yeah, they're, they're not eating good food. And they just bulk up. Yeah. They aren't getting big, These old, are big, big old dino steaks. Yeah. You need protein to put on that kind of mass. That's what I'm saying. So I am wondering how everybody in this era kept their bod. And it's gotta be magic. I will say, when we build to the you know, the barbarian brothers fight them one on one, I love the fight set. The mm. narrow gauntlet. Yeah. With the huge I love a good like slatted wall where people can be sit on it with their legs and like when you have a wall filled with people like cheering you know thunderdome yeah, sure thing i love that yeah it felt like a blood sport like hallway yeah it's like the whole the whole it's like a little narrow winding little, hallway yeah. where they're both set apart at opposite ends and they have to meet in the middle oh 
I love people hanging off the walls, getting their limbs through, really like a Street Fighter background. One guy gets his arm. Dude. <laughs> One guy gets a little too close to the action. Yeah. There's guys yeah. fighting with swords right next to you, and you got your your legs hanging in there like you're, in, like you're a kid in the back of a shopping cart. You're going to lose a limb, buddy. Yeah, so when our barbarian brothers meet, masked up, you know, in their gold and black helmets, Richard Lynch's 20-year grand scheme to get these two guys to kill each other. Yeah. Well, that thing goes awry at about 90 seconds. Hits up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, man, this weight that goes into it. We never get a reaction shot even of him just being like crumpling like a <laughs> cup or something. Like, Yeah, exactly. These barbarian brothers knock, Eye twitch, you know? knock these helmets off each other immediately and are like, brother, brother, and then escape. And that... That could not have gone worse for Richard, Richard Lynch. The twist in this movie of this being this cool Conan the Barbarian movie. This would be like if Conan the Barbarian midway through became like Men in Tights. <laughs> Just like, whoa, what, right. what happened here? If Conan was like, dude, hey, hey dude, nice. Just catchphrases yeah. and banter. Yeah. Once they knock these helmets off, we go... I think you said it clearly in the movie. Well, they had to let the Barbarian Brothers speak eventually. <laughs> 40 minutes go by without these two long, speaking a word. Long chunk of movie before we actually yeah, hear dialogue. Almost the midway the point of the movie. Yeah. And the first thing we we hear is suddenly, Hey, what are you doing with my face? <laughs> <laughs> no, you idiot. It's, oh, no, he calls him a bonehead. Yeah, you bonehead. Hey, That's my no face. No, bonehead. I'm your brother. You look at my face. <laughs> they have at least four different kind of Abbott and Costello routines from oh, here on out. They're at their best when they're bickering brothers. I got to say, these two guys, very natural in their brother bickering. I loved it. Once you get over the sudden jarring twist of Richard Lynch's 20-year plan just immediately bottoming up, all of that year, their one plan is just like, no, nah, man, if we whip these guys wearing this helmet for long enough, nah, they'll crack. They'll crack. <laughs> crack. Kill each other. And then a minute in, the helmet falls off, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like Nobody thought to secure it with, like, a strap or something? Yeah. When that was your one thing? But the twist is so shocking, so sudden. The jokes are so unexpected. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, eight minutes earlier, women are thrown to, con- to a life of uh, uh, harem or worse. Yeah. The wor- they weren't even getting in the harem. Getting the the worst dudes. Yeah. Harem's yeah. the good spot. They get the pillows in the harem. Once you get over that it then turns into a lot of comedy, I gotta say, the Barbarian Brothers looked like they were having a great time. These dudes, these dudes were having a blast. Yeah. And these that actually adds to the movie. As silly as this dialogue gets and as dumb as some of it gets. It didn't sound like they were woodenly reading the script. They had a little bit of a, yeah. a funny timing thing going. Like this dialogue, the jokes actually sounded pretty good yeah. coming out of their mouths. I think that's what surprised me most was how much I liked the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, I'm on these dudes' side right now. I enjoy their company. I like this. Sometimes yeah. they get a little, a little too rowdy. Sometimes they get a little too silly. <laughs> But honestly, yeah, like ninety percent of the time they're on camera. I was like, I like these guys. I like this is fun. <laughs> yeah, they're having a good time. That does sound <laughs> really fun to go make a sword fight movie with your twin buff bro. Yeah, and make weird sounds. 
let me tell you, I did not expect one of them to have a recur. One of the most recurring, maybe the most recurring joke in the movie was one of the brothers has a Louis Skolnick <laughs> revenge of the nerds laugh. I was going to say, how do you even describe what this guy does? It's that honking yeah. Louis laugh from that's revenge of the is. nerds. That's what it is. Yeah. Except everybody kind of just acts like that's Gore's thing. Like gorgeous, they start coming up with their was it Gore that did that? I don't I know could, if it was Gore tell. or Rutkowski. There was one brother that uh, kind of looked like he could have gone somewhere. Like he was a little thinner in the face. It seemed like he was a little more present, like mentally. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> one was, of the brothers was playing an idiot. We don't know if he's there's, actually. There's an another idiot. brother who definitely seemed like he was like the kid who's just smiling at his parents <laughs> in the second row of the school play the whole time, just like waving off camera. So you already I couldn't tell which one was I could I didn't know who was who out of um <laughs> the twin brothers the two you've already identified the star if you were to break away oh yeah I think there was one that had it and then there was the other one that was like when's uh, mom coming to pick us up <laughs> <laughs> the Skip and Trabor yeah of, uh, there was the barbarians right? yeah there was a clearly a Don Jr. and an Eric right yeah you get, you, one of the <laughs> these guys are both kind of dumb but this guy has a little bit more of the goods yeah He's get he's has the funny lines. But the one that the one that did the honking sound was the uh, the not as not as sharp. That was the one that was probably when the twins were like seven or eight, and then the parents were like, "Oh, look at the funny sound that Gore's making." <laughs> and then by the time actual life skills have to come into play, like Ritkowski's yeah. all he's getting all the accolades. Gore was definitely the more of the Chris Farley of the two. Like I don't know if the names are right. I don't know. It never either. really. I never really got which one was which. Oh man, I knew one of them was. But like was they, dumb. they even walked like that Matt Foley character from <laughs> SNL, where it's like they're picking at their pants the whole time. I mean, like, they're wearing these little loincloths, right? Their bodies were so weird. Like their shoulders were like they had like a seven foot wingspan, and then they had these tiny little waists. Yeah, so crazy. That's what I'm saying. There's no way if these guys actually had height that they wouldn't have been recruited into pro wrestling. The woman that they crazy. pick up, Ismeen, yeah, another babe. By the way, where do they find these women to be in like cannon sword sorcerer? I guess if you're going Italy, to film in Italy for two <laughs> months, right? Could be worse. Could be a lot worse than that. A lot of Italian locals, but she was not. She went on to have a. We saw we saw afterwards Eva she's LaRue. making them CSI Miami yeah. bucks Eva Larue she was great yeah she was in she was in soap operas I mean honestly like this whole movie is like Canon did the right thing they got talent to surround these brothers mm-hmm. and kind of lift them up and then the brothers can just kind of play grab ass and <laughs> yeah joke around and dick around when the they whole make time. their escape and they get their marching orders from Canary and. I really love the scene of them kind of giddily rolling on a bed with the the unfucked harem. <laughs> you know, they, somebody gave up the details of, or well, it must have been Canary. Like he hasn't paid any attention to these women, and they're immediately like, <laughs> <laughs> just them like kicking their legs while they're being swarmed by women. <laughs> like, be careful there, boys. These women haven't been touched in years. Yeah. Oh, they're just a lot of fun. Honestly, the whole they time. Really are. The whole time. They're just having the just the time of their it's life. It's kinda like finding out there was a movie with the Canseco brothers. Oh and you're yeah. like, How is this pretty fun? Strong Canseco vibes <laughs> coming off these guys. Just full 
full like Bash Brothers juice, Ozzy and Jose. They definitely usually right around this same era. Yeah, but yeah, these brothers. I kept trying once they picked up Ismin. (laughs) I kept trying to figure out how tall she was and how tall she looked compared to them. So there's a couple shots where it's like maybe they got an inch or two over her. <laughs> so these guys have to just be 5'7". I love that. Because if they were six feet tall with those bonds. They probably were not six feet tall. With those yeah. quads. With those Man. legs. I'm trying to think of how tall Berryman was next to them. Oh, good point. There's a reason they had... Okay, that's it. Because you remember how hunched Berryman was this whole movie? Mm. He was walking like Igor. Like always oh, yeah. kind of like hunched and looking upward. They're like, no, 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 no. We need to, Down, we need to drop him. We're either making him legless and he's pushing around on a cart, or he has to hunch. Yeah, we cannot have this guy walking around at full mast. So, <laughs> like, no, that would ruin everything. These guys have to be shorties, but they don't have short physique. They look like stars, honestly. For that era, <laughs> they look like stars. They look like barbarians. They I'll do give them that. This is they all, match the look there. This genre is. Is is kind of weak. The sword and sorcery mm. genre is filled with not a lot of classics. You know, the sword and sandals movies of the fifties; those were cheap B movies back then. And the genre never really evolved. Conan is probably the, I guess, Conan and the Beastmaster. Man, well, the real in the eighties, in that time, yeah, sure. Are we talking like Ben Hur as a well, sword and sandal, uh, or is that like that's Roman a, that's Empire? That's a gladiator yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's a big epic. Because yeah, this had a if lot. If we're of... including that. Yes, Ben but yeah, is. In the uh, Sword and Sandal, I know what you mean, though. The, the fantasy. It's a lot of sword those and Victor sandal. Mature movies, yeah. you know, also probably filmed in Italy in these places, right? Right. This is a higher mark in the genre. I'm thinking of comparing this to things like Deathstalker. Right. <laughs> Stuff I was like that, the same you know? Thing, yeah. This isn't. This isn't maybe as good as Beastmaster, but it's not as far behind Beastmaster as you would think. You know, this is comparable to Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> but this is like if Chris Farley got to make his Barbarian <laughs> movie. Is. Like, he got to do a ninja movie. He got to do, like, the Frontiersman movie. This but would have been... Are you saying if, like, would you want him as the big fat guy doing it? Or would you want this to be Chris Farley's Chris Pratt? But, like, if... Yeah, like, if... <laughs> Chris Farley gets... Jack. Like if Chris Farley was a bodybuilder and a tw- and had a, a twin, <laughs> sure, those two scenarios were the case. <laughs> if the funniest man ever was uh, also had a twin, funniest dude ever. But yeah, this movie was just uh, every time there was any kind of problem, these dudes handled it. Yeah, what was so funny watching this is that yeah, you get to see these guys get whipped for like twenty years. <laughs> And then they come out of it, and they're like, nothing can touch them. Once they're they out of their helmets, the ultimate weapon. And these guys go. And I just loved every moment when it's like, oh no, this might be a problem. Oh no, they got it. They're yeah. good. Barbarian brothers. Oh no, got it's this. those mutated bandits from the beginning. Surely they'll pose a threat. <laughs> oh no, they're done. Okay, they got them. I mean, that's smart, right? Every time. If you you want to see, you just laugh. At you want to see your boys. Kicking ass. These guys are just ripping arms off of things and laughing. They Their reactions to ripping arms, man. <laughs> Richard Lynch has trained these boys for a life of gleeful violence. Yeah. They are... Lo- every bloody stump arm they rip off, it's like Bill and Ted. 
That's when yeah, I knew we had a it. real sequel on our hands with the arm ripping <laughs> oh, yeah. off effect. That's yeah. when we knew it, right? The arm it's like classic uh, barbarian. It's like tying the universe together, <laughs> right? I love those little Easter eggs, right? That you're like, Oh yeah, this is within the barbarian verse. Right, this right, is right. What they do. Yeah. They rip it's, arms off. Yeah, yeah, you know I got it. <laughs> the ten cloverfield lane thing, there's not really much of a tie in. Right? It's not you know, you throw in some alien stuff at the end, and there's the address, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a coincidence, yeah. right? You know, but it's in the universe, and yeah, you see arm rippings. It's like, oh, yeah, this franchise rips some arms. <laughs> this franchise rips some arms. It has a lot of uncomfortable forced sex situations. Sure, sure. A lot of that. Barbarian did it more in like a serious, like, you've been accused of rape, man, and they're <laughs> credible accusations. Right. And in this one, it's more like, Take the women. <laughs> the women are yours. The women go nuts. <laughs> I don't care them. I got to hear them. So it's like, it's all this like, oh, yeah, this is just like different assault through the years. That's barbarian, man. <laughs> That's barbarian verse. And, but yeah, even them just, they're they're almost lynched by their old band. Because to be fair to the Ragnicks, when these boys got sent away, they were little Little twerps. Yeah, you wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have expected these these slabs to come I, back. I had no idea the Ragnick tribe was going to survive in the woods for 20 thought, years with I no... I thought they were all offed. Yeah, I thought it was pretty clear that they were done. I didn't... And then all of a sudden, all 30 of them are just... Even the dudes who got stabbed in the beginning are all just there. And several of the hottest virgins of this circus troupe, like, how were they not taken? They're, yeah. How did they get... How did they get to stick around? Where were they hiding out? They're still wearing the same headdresses and face paint. Like, I love they're, the, they're I love the, the makeup and costuming. Keeping on. up the makeup. Yeah. I love the eye paint. That's what re- that really felt Mad Max. Mm-hmm. All the eye and face paint and all these different. It really felt very tribal. Well, in this whole movie, it's like uh, it almost had this postmodern like just mishmash of everything. The uh, Richard Lynch's like soldiers had these very kind of samurai Japanese looking helmets. Yeah. You had a guys in yeah studded leather vests. You had uh, the Ragnaroks basically look like, you know, uh, it, it looks like the Bergman pe- characters, yeah, really. From Seventh Seal. They have very pastel, and the one guy, but looks like a like a M butterfly looking kind of uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, Adrian Brody Italian shows up Adrian in his Brody. <laughs> way too intense. Just like, like all right, that guy. It's the like eyeballs a- are just popping out of that dude. Yeah, the the weird mystic Birdman guy. Who, he's kind of doing Adrian Brody doing Emo Phillips. Yeah, but, but also dubbed because he's clearly an Italian man. Exactly. And, but they they're gonna lynch these uh, these barbarian brothers that clearly were not Ragnicks. Mm-hmm. And then you get you're like, how are the barbarians gonna get out of this one? Yeah, they just use their buff muscles to break the ropes <laughs> while making horrid noises. Guy just flexes his neck, and the and the rope breaks. The necks were crazy. And then yeah, the other guy's like, "I'll just snap the tree limb off." No problem. <laughs> they never like they never even sweat it for a second. Like, it's a game to them. They are it. always oiled, but they are never sweating. Exactly. <laughs> never. Well said. And they do cause quite a ruckus during their escape. They do. They do uh, cause quite a, a scene. couple of scamps. These they guys. press slam a man onto a horse. They do. <laughs> Their press slams look great. They're walking around holding bodies at full extension. There's a really funny physical gag where they were uh, sneaking out of this, you know, 
hive of scum and villainy wherever uh-huh. Richard Lynch lords over. So they're looking for some uh, furs to drape over themselves so these hulking men could sneak out, I guess. <laughs> and they find one Little under a low. sleeping prostitute or drunk woman. Mm-hmm. One of them just presses her over his head so the other can take it. And then he just walks out until he finds a place to put her down. They show him putting her all the way down. Oh, they make a point of it. I kept thinking the joke was going to be he was just going to be the dumb guy that throws her, <laughs> causing yeah. a huge fracas to break out all over again. Right. But he goes all the way down into a deep squat, lowering her. Like, he's really lifting this lady. He's got the goods, man. Yeah. These are real bodybuilders here. Yeah. <laughs> he's really lifting this gal. It was kind of like, yeah, it, it's not Jackie Chan showing you his moves, but it's like, well, these guys could do a couple things. They're yeah. showing you their comedy chops, yeah. and they're showing you a few feats of strength. I think it's important to show that they're not just show muscle. Mm-hmm. These aren't just a hot pair of bods. These guys can lift actual strength, too. You know, I think yeah. that's important. I wasn't expecting all the Abbott and Costello routines down our all of our final action stretches. And I wasn't expecting to love them as much as I did. <laughs> Once they go, start going on these adventures to suit up with armor, we meet our, we meet an actual recognizable Italian genre actor. When they go to try and buy weapons off a guy, and he challenges oh, them yeah, to arm yeah. wrestling. Oh, the arm wrestling scene. Yeah. George Eastman is in so many spaghetti westerns. Now, yeah. how tall is that dude? Because he was big. He's tall. Okay. He's a big guy. He, he was, was in a lot of those jangling big guy. Yeah, yeah. When the, he, there's a reason he was sitting down mm-hmm. when they showed up. These guys got to be like five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are little. But that was, that was a great scene. They didn't get their weapons. Instead, they go to just some enchanted tomb. That's haunted by a bear creature, another bear creature that just not a problem. No, oh, he in, that, that is the um, ultimate that's no what I mean. sweat. That's what I mean. So there's yeah, the scene where they have to arm wrestle the biggest dude ever, beats him no problem, smashes him through the table. Yeah, like he's <laughs> yeah, like, on like his he's She Hulk or something. His final smash just breaks the whole table. And then as soon as as soon as that happens, I just went here we go. <laughs> Because I knew it was about to happen. They just kick everyone's ass for like eight minutes. And it's all, yeah, not even breaking a sweat, just tossing dudes. Nine guys pile on him. He just kind of just stretches and mm-hmm. just, they all fly off of him. I love, I love that. The big guys, whenever they throw a man into, into men like bowling pins, and we have at least three or four of those kind of moments yeah. just in their oh, escape, yeah. right? From this, they're escaping from everywhere, and every time they escape, it's just a whirling dervish of thrown bodies getting tossed by gassed dudes. Oh, man. Yeah, and then when they go to the ancient tomb to get their special weapons and armor. It, it we seems see... to be setting up like a minotaur oh my God. situation. We see this bear rat looking creature that's like hunting them. And it's like, oh, man, it's about to jump in. Oh, no, there it is. Immediately beheaded. <laughs> Like, doesn't even land on the ground before his head is separated from his body. That guy jumps into frame, like they into a sword, basically. It was like Han Solo taking out Boba Fett, not even knowing what he's doing. <laughs> Just like, what? Boba Fett? Yeah, it was almost like a police squad level joke <laughs> where one of the barbarians just throws his sword like back over his shoulder and it just stabs straight through the bear's neck it's just ridiculous they keep as they're putting on all this armor that they find in the tomb you know this gold plated armor and i do like the the ga- the ongoing gag of one of them has the axe one has the sword i want the sword yeah it's such a dumb joke and 
they make it work twice. If you have a sibling, you know that joke. Yeah, you know it. You they, imme- that immediately want the thing your brother has. Yeah, it's got to be worse when you're twins. It's got to be worse gotta be. when you're buff twins. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be different for buff twins. I wonder if that may like. Are there breakfast meetups with other buff twins? Because I imagine you know a lot of the same people just from the competitive worlds of bodybuilding. Sure. If there was another set of twins, you almost either have to be sworn enemies with that set of twins, or you got to do like monthly breakfast meetups. But there's so many, like, there's got to be like a hundred bodybuilding set of twins. Right? There has to be. There's so many people in the world. Yeah. There's got to be like. Many. I mean, dozens I've, I've known bodybuilding. I've known it, uh, several sets of twins growing up, and I've mm. never known a bodybuilding set of twins. But one of the sets of twins I know is an Olympic gold medalist. Well, there so, you go. So at least one of the four sets of twins I've known is a supreme athlete. <laughs> so there has to be a ton of, at minimum, CrossFit twins. There's probably some Jack twins yeah. out there. So I wonder how. I could see it though being pretty competitive, like. Yeah. Like, the Barbarian Brothers aren't going to let the, you know, the guys from the next state over take their film deal. Sure. Like, they're probably... Like, I'm, imagine you're showing up at the audition for oh, the Barbarians. the Buff Twins audition? Yeah, and yeah. you're like, they're like, there's like three other twins here. What yeah. do we... <laughs> what do we have? What are we going to do to stand out? Guys? Yeah. That's when you develop your Abbott and Costello That's comedy. when you go, we got the chops. Don't the worry. other guys can do the flex. They can do the most muscular pose. Yeah. They know all the poses. But do they have the comedy chops? <laughs> We're going to need you to bust out your honking laugh <laughs> to secure this deal. We're going to need the, the honk, David. <laughs> We're going to need the honk. You got it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, these dudes are from Connecticut. Yeah. They sound like they're trying to have, like, an Austrian accent the whole time. Oh, see, I was thinking they sounded more like, hey, you guys. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. you know, they got Connecticut, you're adjacent to that Northeast. <laughs> but it was because especially when they went to the location of the hidden ruby and it was a, like, I know the rubies here. I'm right here. Where's the ruby? Hey, what do you like, want me to do about it? Yeah. What, is he doing? <laughs> what do you want me? Hey, I'm here. I'm walking. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I love it. Wasn't expected, but the build, they set themselves some pretty steep, like, limp, like, the bars they set, first they even introduce a bear character, then to have it look the way it did, and then to keep showing brief shots of it, as if it was, mm-hmm. you know, tracking them through this maze. You're already going like, oh man, this is, is going to be a confrontation. It was not. It no. And no, then you start not. hearing about a dragon, <clears throat> the dragon protecting its, you know, like, oh my God. This was... Yeah, we get a dragon. This was a weird movie dragon. This was a weird movie dragon. Yeah, this felt more like a sandworm than a dragon. <laughs> this, or like a swamp worm. The dragon looked Very like <laughs> the the sea serpent from the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride mm. at Disney. It just didn't have the eyes going like, goo. But it, didn't, it, <laughs> it wasn't did. far from having that. It had the eyebrows being like, wah, 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 It wah. had individually working eyebrows. Yeah. At one point, it did like a like the rock. Yeah. Kind of like, Oh, huh? definitely. <laughs> At them. It had like a cool set of chompers, but it also came out of a weird like sheath. Yeah. The dragon was all neck. We never see a big dragon body. We it was never see more wings. of a sea serpent. Yeah, yeah for very sure. Very sea serpenty. 
And that was cool. This guy gets gutted. They gut Man. this this dragon. They trap him. They gut him. They go into him like Pinocchio. <laughs> they walk through this glob. of That's where dragon. they get the ruby because he's already eaten Berryman and the and the sorceress. That's a really funny way out of working in a dragon scene. If you come up with a dragon scene for your movie, for the next thing you go to be like, yeah, then you have these two brothers cut their way into him and walk inside him. Nope, wasn't gonna wasn't gonna guess that. The scene of them cutting into this dragon was <laughs> hilarious. It was. This that was, was the best gag, and it was clearly intended to be hilarious. I have seen this movie is not very well reviewed. In general critics circles. This gets labeled with a lot of so bad it's funny. I hate that. Because this movie knows exactly when it's trying to be funny. Totally. And several of those moments where they were trying to be funny, I was actually laughing. Them getting the dragon to walk over them so they could just start thrusting (laughs) up their weapons into it while they just get doused. Like they're hosting the Nickelodeon (laughs) Kids they, Choice Awards, They got man. fully slimed. They got absolutely <laughs> slimed. It's just this dark green dragon's blood. And they're making all these faces like, <laughs> while they're like just coated the in this part. green slime. They're just like, oh, man. Oh, oh man. But they're still just gouging at the scene. Like, just like, oh. that, Yeah, that scene in any horror movie where you're just like, this is so gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's it when they're just reaching in and this goo's just sprayed up. Just like, oh. I love it. I love it. And I love uh, Ava LaRue so many times. Her go-to reaction to people is do is to do like a little, what? I didn't do anything. <laughs> but she, she tricks like five different people doing this like, hey, follow me over this way. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I guess so. Very but well. she gets a dragon to do that too. She's, she's like kind of luring a she's dragon good. with like a little finger, like mm, come hey. here. And the dragon making his like goo, like eyebrow face, like hmm. The Thor brothers are just ducked down in the hole. Them walking through the body to find the partially digested, like because uh, what Michael Berryman and the sorceress. Yeah, they did not get, get the, the special ruby. armor. You had to get the special armor to survive the dragon attack. They did not do that. I love these kind of adventure movies. Yeah. I wish any of these movies had made. Any amount of money. I love the, like... This probably did okay for... I mean, Golden Globus, I mean... They aren't going to lose okay. too much money, yeah, right? They're they gonna, they okay. set some terms, right? I saw that this was a $4 million budget, which mm. is a pretty good-sized budget for this genre. It played in theaters. God, would I love to see this in a theater. This would be a hit today in a theater. Two buff bros cracking jokes, stabbing dragons in the stomach. This kind of thing would play. Yeah. But... I wish there's not a ton of money in this genre. The high end isn't there. The ceiling is low for what you're going to make on one of these movies. So we get a ton of, uh, plus the sets are totally different. I always Mm. see reviews making fun of these sets. And I'm always the one that thinks all the sets look really cool. I just, you know, a movie like this, it's like there's scenes where there's dozens of people in the shot. Like there's tons of big production. Yeah. They've got this a does lot not of coordination feel like a cheap production. On. Yeah, we said way at, way at the start of this episode, this is a good looking movie. Mm-hmm. This looks a lot better than it should. 
Maybe I, maybe we gotta do Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> I've, I have avoided that movie, man. We gotta bump. I need to see what uh, what else Diodato oh, right. brings to actual, actual sleaze. You know, because this guy classed up a movie that could have been really sleazy. This looks good, but the way they once these boys gore their way into that dragon covered in blood then they make jokes afterwards about like spitting out slime what do you think i'm covered in here <laughs> yeah they always the the constant bickering is what really like solidified it for me like yep these are two brothers yeah i know this dynamic I, by heart not their bickering undoubtedly changes the course of what the movie had been up to this point but i was also charmed by these barbarian brothers and their <laughs> bickering. I thought it really helped keep the movie kind of buoyant for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the other one would have had legs. There's a good story there, but I don't know if these guys were going to be able to tell that story. This was a good story for them. So, of course, it all boils down to what? The big showdown with Richard Lynch. Yeah. Because Richard Lynch, Canary tricks him with magic. Right? There's a lot of stuff with the ruby. I don't fully understand the ruby's powers. There's a whole subplot of this ruby picking a princess and yeah. I don't don't worry about that stuff. I don't I don't fully understand the ruby. This mean turns out to be a girl that like left the circus yeah. a long time ago that they talk about the whole movie, yet I still wasn't like I bet this one girl's the only other girl that I forgot that about. that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I talk I forgot all about Kara. I think there's two ways to approach a movie like this. Enjoy it or try to Take it seriously and not enjoy it. Because as soon as you're worried about what the Ruby's doing, you're not focusing on the Barbarian Brothers. Yeah, you need to focus about all the cool people <laughs> with their cool stomachs and, their, and the cool swords and the cool yeah. armor. Worry about them. The mutant effects makeup and all the medieval babes. Yeah. All, the, all of them. And the really fun Richard Lynch faces during this final showdown. Taking on both brothers. Bold move. This is a scorned man because Canary like sacrifices herself. She yeah. tricks Richard Lynch into murdering her. And another, everybody's plan is very strange to me in this. I don't know how people in the Middle Ages were thinking out their plans. Magic's involved. You know, life of slavery is at, at hand. I mean, they don't seem like the guys who want the ruby don't seem to know anything about it or what it does or like what 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 are you gonna do with that ruby? Yeah, the these kids. They were they were kids. She was telling them this story of the rubies. It sounded like a fairy tale to them. Now they're stuck in a scary world, mm-hmm. looking in a swamp through a dragon. And then they got to go back to the swamp to fight know, Richard we, Lynch. We go back to the swamp. We probably could have just done all the swamp stuff at the same time. I don't know if we had to go yeah. back to yeah, we the could, swamp. We could have kept this in an 80 minutes they, instead of 90 they minutes. They fight uh, Lynch's like samurai guys in, again, 30 seconds. <laughs> like, when they go into the swamp, there's a couple of... A tr- there's a couple even... of swamp things, little oh, creatures yeah. that spring up out of the water. These guys just kind of like back elbow them away. <laughs> <laughs> they just jump up with a, and they just kind of throw them yeah. off. I love this one shot of them just trudging through the swamp. The creatures come up, dispatched in seconds. And then as they're trudging off, there's just like a merman lying down in the water behind him. He's just like, just kind of rolling around after getting after getting just kneed in the groin or yeah. something. They're not ripping the merman in half. It's literally just turn around and punched a merman in the face. The fuck off, man. Hey, shaking him off him. The guy's just rolling there holding his stomach. They're like, what was that? He's like, I didn't ask. I don't know. I don't know this dude. (laughs) (laughs) 
This guy don't go here. These people are pretty unflappable uh, in between the shots of them driving through uh, the, the forestry on horses. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I expected both barbarians and Richard Lynch to be on horseback. A lot of horse stuff. I don't think I would have known Richard Lynch could ride a horse. I don't think we've seen him on horse before. He's yeah, and there's some shots. That maybe they used a trick rider where he's doing some some real horse tricks. There's there also be- some very there's also some very funny, obviously sped up shots of the Barbarian Brothers on horseback. <laughs> where it's like they seem to be doing a lot, and it's like they were going pretty slow. <laughs> <laughs> Light trot. Yeah, but again, I wouldn't have expected if you come in to an audition and you're already buff <laughs> and you got a twin. And you got the comedy chops. And then you're like, any other skills? And I'm like, we can ride a horse. What? Because while they don't always go fast on the horses, there are a couple of shots of them like, you know, dismounting or mounting the horse. Mm-hmm. Looks clean. <laughs> clean dismount. One of those guys, when he like kind of leaps off something, swings a leg over. So there's they, no there's no body double you can find for the Barbarian yeah, Brothers. That's true. They They could not have been that short then. They were at least able to... Mount a horse. That's what I'm saying. I'm. I need to know, but I don't want to know their height. If they are under, if they are over six feet, I have no idea why there's no wrestling footage of it. it makes no sense. There's just a paradox. Yeah. Here in my brain, Richard Lynch. I don't know how well he rides a horse, and I know there had to have been some stunt shots, but there's a lot of shots, a lot more than I than I thought that looked like Richard Lynch riding that horse. Mm-hmm. That he was good at doing the um the showing up at the end of a pillaging. <laughs> you know, that kind of slow ride through where you come in and you're like surveying your, your collection. Mm-hmm. You knew he'd be good at that. But it looked like he was doing some action too. I don't think he did the slick matrix move double daggers to slash up the barbarian's ribcage. Yeah. Well, there's a scene early on where he's like moving around that horse with canary laying on the ground next to him and i was just like that horse is too close to that woman on the ground yeah i got a little worried there a lot of people fell off horses hard a lot of yeah a couple horses rolled over people very clearly especially Mm -hmm. during that chase good horse work not sure any of the horses died but when you got diodato stamped on there ever since i've seen nope yeah all i can think about when i see an animal in a movie is just like how what if this goes bad? <laughs> unpredictable that can be, and how there's a whole staff of people just like off camera, like holding on to those horses. Virginia Bryant, like you said, lying on the ground right next to a walking horse. That horse rears up one time. That's it. Yeah, that's gonna. Yeah, that's why she's only in nine things. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they filmed all the other stuff way at the early. Like, she didn't get lucky. R.I.P. And <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Richard Richard Lynch is a scorned lover at the end. He he wanted nothing for twenty years, but these barbarians dead, and now it's more of like a now he's almost the sad like he wants them dead now for a different reason, yeah, not just for kingly spite. And again, I just don't get why he wanted them dead because they bit his fingers. Yeah, I mean that you don't was that it because it's like I'd hold keep them safe and and healthy, and then Canary will do whatever you want. Some punk bit my fingers off twenty years ago. He's got a grudge. And I'd still think about that some that days. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I would think about that a lot of days. At this point I'd probably be used to it, but you know. Yeah. Having constant true. Ronnie James Dio fingers, it would get to me some days. I'd think about those kids' death. And I've and I have no men at my disposal. So if I yeah. have men who do my bidding, oh yeah. 
I'm thinking about killing those kids for a long... You said there's no TV. If a kid bit your fingers off when there's no TV and no other life's distractions, yeah. you're going to think about killing those kids. <laughs> I wasn't... Uh, <laughs> the way he got met his comeuppance. This has to be the joke, right? He has this drawn-out scene of unleashing a hidden crossbow. The horses are gone. They're hand-to-hand combat now, right? Yeah. This is going to be mano y mano. Him and the brothers. Times two. Yeah. He's he's giving him a little slash. They knocked him off his horse. Yeah. He's got They're one rattled more, a bit. One his more sword got knocked away. Yeah. Boom. Pulls out the crossbow from his medieval duster, I guess. That he fell off a horse while wearing. Like, yeah. That, man, that would have hurt. Crossbow pouch on the inside <laughs> of your cloak. He's aiming at him. They both know the game's up. That's at least one accurate shot. One brother's coming out of this dead. He's going to get one of them, right? Bode. He said it. (laughs) He reaches up to pull that trigger with the two missing fingers. (laughs) He's a shot of him pulling the trigger and kind of doing a, oh, no. (laughs) And then it's just like, stabbed. Double stab. Double stab. The guy, what a boner. Hoisted on his own petard, maybe? I don't know. The irony of it. You get so used to not having these fingers that then when you go to use them with the crossbow, your last ditch crossbow, that's been in there. That's yeah. like the, the condom in the wallet. It's like, I haven't had to go to the crossbow <laughs> in, in years. You know, he's never been in this desperate uh, battle. That's just right. a in case of emergency crossbow. That's right. The fingers. That's just like when you, you tapped A when you should have tapped B. You know, you just got it wrong. He had him dead to rights. <laughs> He couldn't have switched that. You think he would have adjusted, but I don't know. He has kind of a glove apparatus. Yeah. I think he would have had some kind of, I don't know, in Clash of the Titans, they made like a mechanical owl. They could have made him a little mechanical <laughs> middle fingers for, for did, blasting. Didn't think, didn't think that far <laughs> didn't ahead, Didn't think I that guess. far ahead. It was a different. It's only been 20 years. It was in a different era. There were different times back then. Yeah. I really liked The Barbarians. I thought this was... This was a fun movie. Yeah. This exceeded expectations. Barbarian is a surprise smash hit. This had an extended theater stay that we, you know, it spread like wildfire. Don't don't go in knowing nothing. You know, go in, know nothing, no little is all. It's great. It's insane. Great word of mouth on this one. They went a different direction <laughs> in the sequel. And it's not the moneymaker that Barbarian is. It's not. It did not. No. It did not I, rake I just it looked, in. It did not make that four million. It back. did not make the four mil back. <laughs> I can't imagine the theatrical distribution was strong. Let's check the per screen averages. On Please, <laughs> on thank you. Barb- yeah. How'd this play in the per screens in the Midwest? I hope well. I hope this had a rousing straight to video market afterwards. And it must have done well enough. Because we got a threequel. <laughs> we got a threequel. We're coming back next week. How excited was I to hear that there was yet another in the Barbarian franchise? This franchise is filling out nicely. Mm-hmm. I like, and they kind of kept in the same area, but different. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like, this is like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. First one, classic. Undeniable. One of the best horror movies of all time. The You know. If Black Christmas didn't exist, the best Christmas horror movie right. ever. I love it. By Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, not even Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hadn't been Christmas since 3. 
we left Christmas a long time ago. That might be what happens in this next one, yeah, because we're going to we're going with a new barbarian. Yeah, we're going deeper in, but we'll be back then. <laughs> Fine barbarians. I had never seen this. I don't think I don't even know if I'd heard of this until you know a year or so ago. Probably just idly looking through Rinch, Richard Lynch's uh, exactly. IMDb, you know. And uh, boy, did I get it! I was entertained by this. Find the barbarians. Yeah, don't go in wanting barbarian. You know, <laughs> no, do don't not go do in, but be open minded. You know, support the franchise, support independent cinema. <laughs> Golan and Globus, Zach Krager, sure. Support foreign filmmaking. One in the same. Bulgaria, Italy. The the next one's set in an, another foreign land, it's it like is. Argentina. I love this kind of mission, bringing the barbarians to these other countries. Independent filmmaking, it's beautiful. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening, and good night. <laughs>